Verstappen is leading. Are we going to get a pass through 130R in the wet here at Suzuka? They almost touch Hamilton and Ocon as Ocon defends for all his might. Max Verstappen has taken the chequered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. Hello, welcome everybody back to not on this occasion. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good morrow, good day. Good morning to everybody but the FIA. That rhymed. That was fucking sweet. <laughs> that rhymed. I'm a poet. I'm a poet and I don't even know it. My name's Delaney. That's Noel over there. Hey. Um, and we are back again with another episode, another attempt, attempt number 14. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I know we've already talked about that, but there's almost... There's almost 20 of these things. I know. You know. <laughs> it's crazy. I still think they're, I remember the first, the second, and the third, and then the rest of them are like, holy shit. A blur. We do them every week. Yeah, we do them every week now. So if you're tuning in on any streaming device, make sure to follow us, get notifications, rate us, like us. That's a good thing to mention first. Yeah. This is the first episode we can say, guys, this podcast is available on all major podcast platforms except for google Podcasts, because it won't let me but fuck I don't know you google <laughs> please uh, please let us come on your platform but yeah make sure you you do all those things um no i don't know what else there is like it bop it twist it bump it pass it roll it hit it smoke it it's <laughs> gonna be like roll it all right <laughs> roll it up no all right so this is for the japanese <laughs> grand prix the longly, hotly anticipated Grand Prix for me. Ooh. I've been very excited for this one for a little while. Yeah. Did it live up? We're about to find out. You the will, the uh, answer will be revealed by the end of this episode. We're gonna be like those uh those Snapchat stories that's like it's like the the attention grabber, but we don't reveal <laughs> it until the very end, so you have to listen to the whole so you thing. You click through a thousand freaking ads. Oh my god. All right, all right. Here's where here's why I want to start. Pop off. Congratulations to the 2021 world champion and the winner of the 2021 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Of course, I'm referring to Nicholas Latifi. <laughs> I hate you. Oh my god. <laughs> who scored two points today? Woo! Today, today, today. The other the, the in the race. Yeah. Let's which go. is fucking nuts. Goat Tifi, <laughs> better late than never. Let's go. All you need is all you need. Confidence is great when you have it. So yeah. I think tomorrow, tomorrow, fucking what? Tomorrow. Whenever that next race Two is. Two weeks from now. Watch out. Watch out for that Nicholas Latifi guy because he yeah. is on a hot streak. Yeah. He's on one consecutive points finish. Wow. And there are 10 other drivers that can't say that in the field right now. So Damn right. <laughs> Damn fucking right. Valtteri Bottas, we're looking at you. Oh. Aww. Oh. A little too close to home. Also, uh, also, for real, not shitposting this time like I just was for... Well, I am happy. I am very happy that Nichols TV did that, but... You know, he could say he did that. <laughs> um, but actually, what I really think is cool is Lewis Hamilton can say whatever he wants about the best fans, but mm. Japanese best... F1 fans around, you know, you know why? Because you could see in the crowds, they were all wearing their white shirts. They were all Yuki Sonoda fans. But guess what? No flares. No flares. No bull. They didn't 
sexually harass everybody. Yep. They didn't. They were all just there having a good time. They were very respectful. And they also the freaking cos cosplays that they freaking wear to oh the thing. Oh my god, I know it's, it's great, crazy. It's I, I remember that from before, but. You know, let's just have every race be in Japan. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. I feel like all the drivers would really thoroughly just enjoy going to Japan and just like getting to, you know, wander around Japan and just kind of hang out. No driver more than Sebastian Vettel. That's his, his fave. His final his Japanese, final Grand, Japanese Prix. Grand Prix. Although he did say he would be a super sub if anyone needed him for a future, <laughs> like, I'll be back. future Japanese Grand Prix. Only so for maybe. this one. I'll <laughs> uh, only come back for this one. But I mean, honestly, they're they're big into F1 there. Yeah. I mean, there's Kimi Raikkonen, people dressed up as Kimi Raikkonen. It's, like, we'll, yeah. we'll miss you, Kimi. Like, he, has He's Kimi like, Raikkonen been to an F1 race this year? Like, blah. Probably not. <laughs> I don't feel like he has. He's like, leave me alone. Um, But yeah, that, that, I'm Japanese Grand Prix fans. Yeah. We should have the season opener there instead of Fuck it. anywhere else, Bahrain. Why not? I mean, it was the first time we were there since 2019 because of ye old pandemic. Yield. <laughs> I kind of forgot about masks. Like they all Dude, had they them. All they had all had them there. So and I, they had the dividers at the press conferences. I was like, "What are they doing that for?" I was like, "Oh, oh, yeah." They take they take it very so seriously. I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. But like, good for them. They're very respectful. Of each I mean, other. they were one of the only people that canceled last year because of COVID. So it's definitely yeah. like, uh, uh, it's definitely there. They take it seriously. Probably doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. The co COVID is over. So COVID I saw is over. I saw the killers and he said it there. He's like, this is a super spreader event. <laughs> so spend your. Yeah. But he's talking about like That's spend so your love or whatever. Like, you uh, know, like not hippie shit, but yeah. Yeah. Hippie shit. Pretty cool. Pretty cool shit. That's cool. And they got into a fight. Well, yeah. Again, have. again, at a killer's concert. Like I'll play the I'll play the audio right now only because I was recording it for my favorite song. And I haven't even seen it. There's me in the background. Are you singing? No. Oh. But you can hear me. I didn't realize how vocal I was during. Sick. It'll sound better in the thing, but. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to hear it. it sounds really bad. Intermission for song. It sounds good. It sounds so good live. Yeah. You tell him no. But yeah, they like kicked his ass. Damn, why? Why? Like, like, why? I don't know. Evidently, it's two shows in a row too that they that they at had that to, song. I don't know if it was at that song, but they had to stop at That's some point. So weird. People are just angry now. Some people just go to concerts to. They, some people. Honestly, not gonna lie. Like, being in a pit, like though, like if you get push around too many times like i too would turn around and be like motherfucker stop like if especially if it's somebody that's just being like annoying like i would probably start a fight too because like just like being standing around so many people like if you're being respectful yeah you're in each other's personal space but if you're not being respectful of like your arms flailing or like you're actually like running into the same person over and over again then that's like grounds for fighting 
I'd say, but not during a killer's concert. During Dying Breed, a love song. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like. We will now talk about F1 on this podcast. Today, we're talking about the silly season, the cost cap, and the Grand Prix. It's gonna be it's gonna be and a long one, it. folks. Buckle up. It's a it's a pretty crazy it's a pretty crazy race. I was thinking, yeah. you know, we might have an eight hour episode here. A we lot might have happened. to split it into two attempts. If it, it might have to be a two hour episode, and it'll be called attempt fourteen and fifteen in one thing. No, attempt fourteen and attempt fourteen point five. No. <laughs> no said no. No. All right. Let's first head into the silly season. And this is this is some really crazy thing. I think I think only a complete genius and like hot shit yeah. could have predicted that Pierre Gasly would go to Alpine. Now who on this podcast has been talking about that hmm. for multiple episodes. I don't know, Noel. I, I mean, I don't know who it could have been. There's only two of us in this room. So. I guess neither do I then. But Pierre Gasly <laughs> is going to Alpine. And it's me, by the way. It is I've Noel. been this is this is my first time being right on this podcast you know what, ever. Noel? You ready? You ready for this? You were right. You were right about this one. I was right about Chip and Dale too, but that wasn't on the podcast. So. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> so yes, Pierre Gasly will drive for Alpine next year, which I'm excited about because he's basically got nowhere else to go at Red Bull. So this is a team. He's been with Red Bull for nine years, y'all. Nine years. I think this will probably, I was then thinking about it for a little while. I think this will probably relegate Alpha Tauri back to the back of the grid they're kind of already there but they've been kind of lucky with having Pierre Gasly very experienced yeah Daniel Kvyat probably not as good but also very experienced was in there for a while they had both of them and they were able to build a pretty competitive midfield car but yeah you know Yuki Tsunoda will be the lead driver there next year (sighs) which by the way I forgot to say this I'm happy that Yuki Tsunoda was in this race yeah. this weekend so the Japanese fans could be hyped about that. Yeah. I think I'm excited for him to be in it next year, even if yeah. it's for a one-off after they fire him midway through the season. Yeah. But I, I was happy for him, you know, little Yuki. I do, I, you know, I will say, I'll give him a little bit of props. I know we trashed on him a little bit in this podcast, um, but I think it's just based off of our impressions that Drive to Survive last season gave us of him, which... Yes, he does have a little bit of a temper, but he's also short. So it's like, we get it. But I think also having Pierre Gasly as his teammate, he Pierre Gasly kind of like took Yuki Sonoda under his wing and was like, you know what, little buddy? Literally. Literally. <laughs> you know what, little buddy? Let's just, let's just, uh, let's go, uh, let's go hang out for a bit. So anyway, so <laughs> I also really appreciated all the Yuki Sonoda memes from this year with Pierre Gasly. Like every time they're in a picture together, they're like, shrunk him down like so much so it's like Pierre Gasly and Yuki Sonoda had like very similar like chaotic energy like appearing like liked by Pierre Gasly all the time it's like that shit was funny as hell but um I don't really see Yuki Sonoda being a leader I really see him and spoiler Nick DeVries is not racing for uh Alpha Tires. I'll break that news and so Nick DeVries um thanks to um you know, Alex Albon's appendix, who foresaw the future and was like, this needs to happen for Nick DeVries to get a seat next year. Alex Albon, who is a Red Bull driver, by the he way, knew. still. His, his body his knew. His appendix was like, Christian. <laughs> Christian. 
Christian, listen up. I'm going to do something crazy. <laughs> Get right? ready to sign all this right? guy. I hear got me your out. ride lined up. You got to wait till the end to hear me out, all right? It's a plan. It'll all work out in the end, okay? So, yeah, he uh, Nick DeVries is racing for Avatar. I don't really see Nick DeVries. He could do well. I could see him and Yuki Sonata kind of, like, butting heads, though, because I think Nick DeVries is going to, like, try to, like, come up in there and be like, I own this bitch, and Yuki Sonata's going to be like, me. What? Yeah, yeah, I actually think... I actually think it kind of sucks for Nick, like Nick DeVries. Like, yeah, I know he's getting in an F one seat, but I don't know a Red Bull. We'll see a Red Bull. We said Alex Albon was going to suck at the beginning of this year, and I don't think he'll suck. I just think, I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends how good he is. I think it's crazy that he's going into an Alpha Tauri though, because like most, most of the time, I I could have maybe seen him possibly taking Latifi seat, but. Yeah, I think um now Williams is kind of fucked and they may have to resign Latifi. I think AlphaTauri is becoming a going to become a purely development team again like it used to be. Yeah. Um I think they've kind of with Pierre like I sort of mentioned with Pierre Gasly and Daniel Kvyat there for so long it kind of just became a second Red Bull team. Yeah. But it is supposed to be a development team so I think they're going to try and get most of their development drivers yeah. through that again like like they were before. But honestly like I think it's good for Nick DeVries, um, but I think there's, I guess it depends, but I think there's a little bit more. Alpha Tower is probably going to be better than Williams next year. It's better from that one, from a, but in, from a long-term perspective. Yeah. It, it, depends with per, it depends with Perez. It depends with a lot of things, honestly. I don't know yeah. what Red Bull will want to do, but... Who knows in two years? Depends, it depends. But it depends. I, I do hope to see Pierre Gasly and even Esteban Ocon. Now a full French team. I'm pretty sure they hate each other, so that'll be they fun. They do. <laughs> I, I I read a thing that was saying that it was a disagreement when they were kids. That's why they don't like each other. And then he did an, an interview with F1 TV just being like, they like brought it up. They were like, so like, how do you feel about being Esteban Ocon's like teammate? Like you guys have gone through ups and downs. And he was like, yeah, like, you know, like it just, we've known each other since we were six. So like, I mean, you're like, if you've known somebody for that long, like you have your moments, you have your low moments, you have your high moments. He's like, I still respect him as a driver, but like, you know, I'm here to race and he's here to race. So that's all that matters. So we all know that Charles and Pierre are besties. So like mm -hmm. that'll never change, which will be fun to see Pierre out of a car. That could be a really good team next year. Like I think what that Charles and Pierre Alpine oh, Alpine, uh, just oh, Alpine yeah, yeah. in general. I think that could be, a I think, I think it's really going to be a really good, good Alpine, Alpine, given the fact that it is a works team, it's the works Renault team. Yeah. That's always the team, like way back to when I first started watching F1, that was always the team I think should be able to fight at the front. Yeah. And they just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. So I hope that, I hope that it suits Pierre Gasly. I hope I, it goes a lot better than his brief stint at Red Bull. I hope to see a brief stint. Um, I hope to see... An Alpine on a, on on a podium next year at some point, and I think we will. I think I think if they keep doing what they're doing, and I think with McLaren kind of taking you know leaning on their back foot a little bit by getting rid of Daniel Ricciardo and like starting with a whole new driver, it's gonna be a little tough for them as a team to get up there. But I think Alpine has a pretty strong like unit right now that they're gonna be they're gonna be up there. So that only leaves Haas and Williams, I think. Yep. Um, which in Haas there is discussion of ye old Nico Hulkenberg. That's what I was um <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. I think honestly I I could see it, honestly, but I 
I mean, Nico Hulkenberg is a pretty decent driver. Like he's got he's got the unfortunate record of being having the most starts without a podium. Uh-huh. But that's a lot of times he wasn't really driving for a team that could score podiums. Well, yeah. let me rephrase that. He was driving for a team that shouldn't score podiums. Force India, Sergio Perez did score podiums. Right. But Perez is obviously a really good driver, like we said. So right. I, I'm saying Nico Hulkenberg isn't terrible, and I think it could be a good pick for Haas because uh, they don't really, they don't really, unless they need the money, I don't think they really need to be messing around with rookies right now. Like, I just no, don't think. No, they don't. I guess Mick Schumacher's not really a rookie, but. No. I could, I could see a sidestep of Mick Schumacher leaving Haas and going to Williams, maybe. So that Nico Hockenberg can come in and see. I could possibly see that just for the sheer fact that Williams could maybe promise him like an offshoot of like going into like Aston Martin or Alfa Romeo like the following year or something. Let's say like Val- like a Valtteri Bottas retiring. If he's bring if he's not bringing any money or not bringing a lot of money, honestly, I think the days of Mick Schumacher are short lived. Damn. If he doesn't change, if he's not, I mean like. It's. I, I mean, it's basically his first season. Like the Haas yeah. last year was so bad that it's yeah. like he was out there, but he yeah. was he was just but out also, there. Also, let's think about how different this conversation would be if we still had Nikita Mazepin. Like oh, Mick yeah. Schumacher <laughs> would for, for sure have a seat next year if Nikita Mazepin was still. Around. I'm not so sure. I think they'd probably both be out. Like, <laughs> I was like, wipe the clean slate again. We're done. We're doing this all over again. I think if they We're could get over. Kevin Magnussen this year, they could get him next year, yeah, and they can true. if they can get Nico Hulkenberg now. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I was thinking about it. I don't think it's been a it. It's dis. It, it's been a disappointing season for Haas just because they started out so good. Yeah. But if you take a look at where they were last year, it has been a f- major improvement. Oh yeah. Because they were like basically they were the eleventh fastest team in a ten car ten team field. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I don't know. I have hopes that Mick Schumacher is going to stay, at least for one more year. Just because I feel like as a Haas. Like, if I was a Haas person, I wouldn't want to, like, shake it up. Like, you know, like, you're doing good. Like, Haas does that. Like, you're doing so good, and then you're just like, let's change everything because we're doing so good now. I think they have a structure built on Kevin Magnuson, and I think they're going to think, we could do better with Nico Hulkenberg because he has experience. And maybe after next year. But I don't know. Mentioning that, though, Daniel Ricciardo confirmed that he's not going to be racing in F1 for 2023. No. He could be a – Reserve driver. Reserve driver for Mercedes, like someone else already predicted on this podcast. Right, right. So the next pre-race news, I guess it actually didn't come out until today. Yeah. It's about the cost cap. It's an update. I guess, I, I honestly, I'm not, I, I didn't read it, but I think Aston Martin, <laughs> I think Aston Martin is not in breach and Red Bull is. Hold on. <laughs> Noel's like, fuck this shit. You were all hyped about it. You were like, you know what? The F1 app isn't talking about this. The F1 app is like, hey, we're talking about it now. And Noel's like, no, fuck that shit. Because I talked about it first. Okay, okay. They only did it because I talked about it. Okay. According to the FIA, who released their findings into a cost cap investigation on Monday after the 2022 Japanese Grand Prix, Aston Martin are in procedural breach. So both Aston Martin and Red Bull have been found in procedural breach for a minor financial overspend, which is less than 5% of the cost cap, which we found at the last episode, is $7.25 million. Okay, the way I interpreted it was like, Aston Martin was in procedural breach, which meant they didn't submit the shit right, that's, but they didn't go over the budget cap. But I thought Red Bull did go over the budget so cap. So that's, that's where it's confusing, because Red Bull is stating 
no, we didn't go over the budget cap. And they're also saying that they got a procedural breach as well. And then it's, now they're saying Williams are found to have made a procedural breach in May of 2022 that the team then rectified in a timely, cooperative, and yeah. transparent manner. So I basically, there's like. I think I, I heard Williams submitted it late, but they fixed it. So that's why yeah. no one was talking about Williams. So here's, here's Red Bull's statement Red Bull says, We note that the findings by the FAA of a minor overspend breach breaches of the financial regulations with surprise and disappointment. Our 2021 submission was below the cost cap limit, so we need to carefully review the FIA's findings as our belief remains that the relevant costs are under the 2022 cost cap amount. Despite the conjuncture and positioning of others, there is, of course, a procedure under the regulations with the FIA, which we will respectfully follow. Stop. Well, we consider all the options available to us. Basically... I did watch a video where they did talk about the cat got into that one. That's cat, why, that's he was what like, he there. was like interrupting me. He was like, bitch, read faster. Um, but basically Red Bull, if they do get charged, Red Bull can appeal it. Um, or they can basically just like plead guilty to it. If they do figure out that this is what it is and they can like just take a plea deal on it. But I still think we're in the, we're not in the process of like, okay, here's their punishment because we don't know their punishment yet. So the update is just that like the FIA has confirmed like, yes, Red Bull did do a procedural breach of the cost cap of minor cost, which is 5%. And then Aston Martin also has, but they haven't released like what the cost is of Aston Martin yet. It could just be 1% or 10%. Um, but, you know, it's for people who are like, why does this matter? Like it matters because especially... Toto Wolf and Matteo Bonato are very upset because obviously it's like, what? They did this. That means that they're getting a better car. That means that their racing is better, blah, blah, blah. So Matteo Bonato said something along the lines of like, you know, a million dollars is worth like 10th of a second. Two million dollars is worth of like two seconds. So Matteo Bonato basically was just like, these make a difference because it either means like being second place in the grid or on pole because that's like the tenths of a second to like the the seconds mean a lot in F1. So for a, 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 a team to get $7 million more money to advance their car is like, it could, it could mean the championship is basically what they're I mean, yeah, we God talk- damn it. Stop it. Cat getting involved again. I mean, we talked about it in the last episode. I mean, 7 million is a lot. You could do a lot with that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, honestly. I, I, they're, yeah. I, I, they're either going to be like, hey, oh. this is the first time and like we'll do this, or they're going to make an example out of them. I don't think they're going to make an example because the video I watched, she talked about how there's it's very unlikely that they're going to touch the championship. They're most likely going to find uh, yeah. the shit out of them, and they're just going to be like, watch them really carefully for this year like and, and their like reports and shit, but... I think I don't think they're going to touch the championship. I think that's just something that like they're just like we're done with. So I think it's very rare for F- the FIA to like come back and be like, actually, we're going to change the championship like a- almost a year after it's over. Um, so, yeah, that that's I Noel did a lot of research on it. I'm just spark noting his uh, previous conversation that we had. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks to a TikTok um, at Leslie McIntosh on tiktok who is a a f1 news roundup galley um so yeah that is that's my source that's the cost cap everybody so probably 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 another we'll probably be hearing more about that yeah in uh in the future now it's time for the main event 
the Japanese Grand Prix discussion. Wow, wow, wow. All right, buckle up, folks. This discussion, is where it's going to get. Discussion. Max Verstappen, I I don't know how long it's, this podcast, this episode's been going on for, but first mention that Max Verstappen is the 2022 World Drivers Champion. Woohoo! I kind of got that lost in the mind when I did that Nicholas Tiffy stuff, but yeah, but it, that is um, he is our champion. That's folks. the uh, if you were surprised by that, you haven't been watching. <laughs> yeah, you have. You've been a little. If you if you were just watching the beginning of the season and then you just now tuned back in to be like, hey, I wonder how Ferrari's doing. Um, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it did happen in in a very. Very weird way, yeah. but we'll talk about that when we get to that. Um, so, before yeah. we get into that, yeah. we've got to talk about the race itself. Um, the Japanese Grand Prix, I've been very excited for that. You know, I don't know if it lived up to my hype, but yeah. it definitely has given us a lot to talk about. <laughs> you know, we almost had another spa moment. Almost. It was so, pretty yeah, close. I'm gonna start. I'm going to start off right there. I think since Spa Belgium last year... Honestly, I think I hate rain races now. Yeah. Races in the wet used to be so fun. Used to be like, oh, we're going racing in the wet. Everyone's going to crash and a random guy's going to win. Yeah. Now. They're chicken shit. Now, I I just like, we had it in Monaco where we had to delay forever. Yeah. We had it in Singapore. That was a hard ass. We had it in Singapore. (laughs) And now we have it in Japan where we get these massive delays because it's, and I guess, I know it's super heavy, but like. I don't, I don't know. Japan did not look, I, I'm, I wasn't there. Okay. I wasn't there and the cameras weren't picking up the raindrops, but I did watch a video from somebody's phone and I could hear the raindrop. It sounded a little heavier than what it looked like. It didn't look that heavy. Monaco, there was like full on like, like troves of water going down the street. Right, that was right. a lot. Singapore. It was just humid. Singapore, it. it was a lot, but they delayed it for like an hour for and that. Then they, like yeah, I, and then they like then they came back on and it was fine. But I think for Japan, it was like and and fair. I didn't really see it because for some reason the F one TV like broadcast was like not. They were like talking about stuff, but they weren't showing it at the beginning. And I was like, what is going on? But like, I guess whoever was in the pit lane was like, as you could see, Crofty, like the the water is is streaming down the pit lane. I was like, I can't see it. So I'm sure it was raining a lot that they had like that but go ahead i just think you know we got the wet tires like the full wet the extreme wet tires pirelli makes them for a reason we never use them as soon as the race restarted i'm jumping ahead a little bit but everyone got off of them immediately yeah it was dry enough or it was raining not enough for full wets you could go immediately back onto inter so i i just don't you know if we're gonna do this bullshit. Why even bring the fucking wet weather tires? Just Sad. fucking just just say fuck just say fuck this. We're not racing in the rain anymore. Right. Ever since ever since Belgium, which I mean Belgium is a dangerous track, so I get maybe why they did it there, but yeah. uh, I just I just and it I just think- is annoying. And it's annoying to play the stupid game where we're waiting around and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to go back on in 15 minutes. Oh, wait. Fuck oh, you. No, you're not. Suspended it. <laughs> I was about to say, I like, I was, I almost fell prey to what happened when I, you know, when I watched the Belgium Grand Prix, I, I watched that entire thing. I sat through the whole thing. So for this to be a 1 a.m. race, I was like, yeah, I'm going to wake up early or I'm going to stay up late and I'm going to watch this race. I, I, I went out and partaked in a few drinks with my friends the night before, and I did not do that because I went to bed and I was like, set an alarm, 
completely slept through the alarm. I woke up at like 6 a.m. and I was like, whoa, race is over. So when I was getting ready for work, I like turned it on and I was so glad I did not wake up early nor did I stay up late for that because I would have been pissed if I would have waited till 3 a.m. to get any sort of like result. 3 a.m., maybe even 4 a.m. I would have been so bad. Oh my God. So I am, a, I am a little happy about that, but I'm still sad that it was such a delay. Yeah, I, my, this is my Japanese Grand Prix experience. Sure. Hashtag share um speak out um so i was still on the killer's adrenaline rush i got home at like midnight anyway i'm like like this shit starts in one hour i might as well just stay up and watch it yeah and so i stayed up and i watched the first lap and then red flag came in about you fucking bitches bro to get that (laughs) red flag back in there and then i waited around i'm like okay we'll see and like immediately they start talking about like oh well we're gonna have to see i don't know why i'm checking my you guys can't see and i'm not wearing a watch but i'm checking my fake fake watch watch. but i was like they they immediately started talking about like oh we might not get this full race in like if this is how it's already immediately i'm like really guys they were like we're starting the three hour clock you're not you're not really separating this from belgium very well by talking about that immediately hello yeah and then they had that fake restart where we're gonna restart they got all the they, they got, got all the tents down they got everyone down and they're like restart delayed or whatever yeah. and then i was like ah oh, fuck this this race ain't happening so i went to bed and i think i woke up at like 4 a.m and i was like i wonder what happened so i just checked twitter and yeah. it said 40 minutes left on the clock max verstappen has already has a seven second lead and i'm like oh great it started and then i went to bed and woke yeah. up at nine i'm like well i'll see what happens later yeah. And so I watched it in the morning, but you know, just fuck these rain races. Honestly, it was cute to see it's always cute to see the teams, you know, rally together. McLaren had like a full tea service that they were like enjoying out of the out on the pit like god damn. That was like I'm having a moment today. I don't know what it is. But yeah, I think uh I think honestly, I don't know. I don't know what they need to do to change it, but I think they are just really scared because of Spa. But to be fair, we did have an incident, an incident, <laughs> an incident during the first lap of the race, um, which wasn't even a full lap. It was just like a half a lap. But honestly, Carlos- like first first lap, sorry to oh, just good. do that, but. <laughs> First lap was pretty crazy. Like, I was yeah. like, yeah, this is awesome. This is I what know. I wanted to see. I'm I like, wanted to see everyone retire. <laughs> Sebastian Vettel spun out. Carlos Sainz crashed, which the camera, like, didn't even pick it up. No. Like, that's the one thing I think. The spray was definitely really bad. It like, was. if you see Lewis Hamilton's on board, Carlos Sainz just kind of appears out of nowhere. Yeah, that's scary. So that's the thing. But it's not going to get any better if you just If you just, like, wet, sit like, around. Full wet. Full, full wet displaces a... Uh, something something amount of liters of water per second or something so little grabby hands <laughs> but yeah so Car- carlos signs spun out which it started the yellow flag you know you know they were like yellow flag safety car comes out and then as the safety car's out they're like hey, we probably should like maybe put a red flag out so as the red flag is coming out a lot of the drivers are like a little bit confused because they're like wait is the safety car is it a red flag and so like a few of them didn't really know it was a red flag until after they passed the uh scene of the incident so what happened was before the red flag fully came out the stewards were like yeah let's just get this crane out here so they pulled the a crane out to come get the car and so you know the red flag comes out they're waving the red flag and as teams are coming around past the crash they're hearing oh red flag red flag like slow down a few of the back markers didn't hear that right away so i.e alfa romeo williams 
and AlphaTauri, specifically Pierre Gasly, which Pierre Gasly zoomed past the crane and just was fucking pissed. Rightfully so. Pierre Gasly got damage on lap one yeah. from hitting the sign. So he pitted. He pitted. And so ev- I think most everyone else was in the safety car queue. They were. So they're going safety car speed. There was a video I saw he- where it was like, 80% of the field, if not 90% of the field, was in the line, and then it was like a big gap, and then it was like one car went by, and then Pierre Gasly went by. So he, like, Yeah, he was, he, under the safety car, he's entitled to go full speed, basically, to catch up to the queue. Yeah. And so, he was doing that, but the truck was already out there, and the right. truck, I mean, the red flag came out right as he was passing the truck, so it was Literally. still, like, it was still, it was like still on the track too early. It so, was. So, rightfully so, Pierre Gasly was mad. You know, a few people who did see it and heard about it after were also mad. Um, for those that don't know... I think we, everyone was fucking pissed. Like, pissed. I saw some tweets, like, during the... Gosh, and I mean that. Yeah, that's like, it's, it's, it's something to be taken very seriously because eight years ago, on that... I think I was on the exact same track. Was it? Yep. Yeah. Suzuka. On the exact same track, we lost an F1 driver. Jules Bianchi. Jules Bianchi crashed into a crane that was taking away a uh, another car. Another car. Adrian Sutil. Adrian Sutil's Sauber. There we go. Jules happened to also be, or happened to be, Charles Leclerc's godfather. And who is Charles Leclerc's best friend? Pierre Gasly. So Pierre Gasly was rightfully pissed. And what did the FIA do? The FIA gaslighted Pierre Gasly and said, you know what? You were speeding during the red flag, actually. So 20-second time penalty and points off. Which, fuck the FIA for I that. I think, yeah. I think he was... I. I think he was speeding in a different section, but he probably didn't really give a fuck that the red flag came out because he just passed a fucking tractor that appeared right in front of him. Like the onboarding is like, it literally does just pop out of nowhere because of the spray. Like you don't see anything because of the rain. And like he was saying in an interview afterwards, like the exact same conditions were how we also lost Jewel. So it's like, how the fuck could the FIA just be like, this is fine. Yeah, they really fucked that one up. They fucked it up so hard. The FIA really can't back out of that one because either way, either way, it, they let it out during the safety car in terrible conditions. Yeah. Or they weren't keeping a watch on it, and it just went out there without being right. told to. So either way, it's their fault. Yeah. Um, I hate the FIA because of the way they handled the beginning of this race. Yep. And I also think that, uh, yeah, they, they rightfully fucked that one up pretty badly. Oh, and, yeah. Um, that, 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 to me... Just proves that the FIA is, you know, doesn't really care more about the safety of the drivers, which is really frustrating um, when it comes to circumstances like that. Um, so yeah, we had a rain delay, safety car, tractor, all that stuff. I and think the rain delay was probably almost two, two hours, hours. Yeah, yeah, because of when they restarted with the clock. So yeah, I, you know, I, I, those poor British fans. Oh, this is their only race of the year. They have to wake up at seven in the morning. Literally. You don't understand. Those poor I have to wake that wake wake up every single F one race <laughs> in the race morning. In the morning, bro. <laughs> but they got every their delay. Race. Got it. Got. But to these go next to- three bitches, we get an afternoon race. So fuck off. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, I had a point. I was gonna make a point. What was my point? Oh, so for those that don't know, when we have a rain delay like this, we, they have what is called a clock that they start. Um, they have two just to make it two just clocks to, just, just to, to make sure you, yeah. just to confuse you because God forbid that we ever just have a delay and then we just go back and like do a normal race, which honestly I, I too would probably not want that because if we had a delay of two hours and we were like, okay, now we're going to race for 
what should be two hours, and we have another delay. It's like it's a lot. They if happened. You could race for this whole happened day. in Canada, I think, 2011. This yeah. race probably took six hours to complete, or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. That's a little bit before my time, but people talk. It was a good race, so people talk about it still. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's a, something that like they just don't have the money nor the broadcast time for that, so they're not going to do that again. So they have these clocks where as soon as the delay starts, they have a three. Well, they have a three-hour running clock. Just a race clock. Yeah, so period. I think I think the way it works is they both the clocks start at the start of the race. Yeah. And then there's a two hour clock that is See, this is where it gets complicated. There's a there's a three hour clock. <laughs> the race the race has to be completed within this three hour time. And this three hour time does not stop no matter what. Yeah. There's also a two hour clock. Yeah. The race has to be completed within the two hours, but it'll stop for red flags. Yes. So it's it, Monaco was a timed race. That was because of the three-hour clock because yes. there were two red flags. And um, Singapore, Singapore was a timed race, but yeah. that was the two-hour clock because there were no red flags in that race. Right. And so the Jap- Japanese Grand Prix was the three-hour yeah. clock because mm-hmm. we had a giant-ass red flag. Right. So So I then think, the conversation. I, that, I think that, I that. I, I, that made most sense to me. I understand it when I'm watching it. I can't explain it, though, but that that's basically how it works. Um, so the biggest discussion then became okay, we're getting really close to the championship, so how many points do does Max get then? So, you know, when, you, when you're when you on a timed race, you only have a certain amount of laps. There's not It's not by lap. It's just like, hey, you got 40 minutes to race as many laps as you can. Um, so they're talking about, you know, oh, Max is only going to get 13 points if he only completes a third of the race and blah, 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 blah. But if he goes past the halfway point, then he gets 25 points. So the broadcasting may have seemed very confusing. They did make it past the halfway point. Max did earn the full 25 points. So this is a new thing from Belgium that yes. they added for Belgium. They added like a segments almost. You have to complete a certain right. amount of Because it's unfair things. to only complete two laps like they did in Belgium. Be like, oh, here's 25 points. Like, Yeah, well, at Belgium, they received half points because the prior rule right. was if you don't complete 75% of the race and it gets called, it like ends yeah. under red flag. Yeah. Then you get half points. Yeah. This year... <sighs> It's, I don't know what the points are. I, I it's like a couldn't, tier system. I couldn't tell you what it is, but it's like if you only complete 25%, 50%, 75%. 25. But the crucial thing about that rule, and this is where the commentators got it wrong. Yeah. The crucial thing about that rule is it only applies if the race ends in a suspended state. Right. So... We haven't even talked about the race yet. I know. This I is, this is for the end. This is for the end, but... But anyway, but anyways, the the race it only applies if the race ends under a, a suspended state. Yeah. Basically, if the races get called under red flag while they're in the pit lane. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many laps they complete as if it if we take the checkered flag. Okay. So we could have run five laps as long as the race ended under the checkered flag they were racing. Yeah. He would have got full points. Oh. So okay. That's where the confusion comes from. Got it. Is that. The See, race ended, that. the race, had it ended under, I don't know how many laps they ended up. So yeah, it was 28 laps. 28, So yeah. had the race, had they red flagged the race and it ended after 28 laps, yeah. then Max Verstappen probably would have only gotten 13 points. Got it, okay. So it is super confusing. And if you yeah. watched the international feed, Probably all the feeds, honestly. Yeah, they, they didn't know what the fuck they, was going on either. They didn't know. This is a brand new rule, basically. Because of And Spa. so, yeah. They they didn't know that it it ended. They didn't know that the checkered flag made the difference between 
that. And so it's, it's confusing. Yeah. I hope that kind of Clears understands it. it. I'll bit. maybe yeah. piece it all up in the editing, but yeah, the race get, you get full points as long as you finish the race behind the checkered flag. It's kind of confusing, but it's, it's the FIA. I don't, yeah, I don't I guess, know. I guess maybe they made the rule not thinking, oh, we're not really going to, there's there's a low chance we're going to use that. And then they used it. So they didn't really like share yeah. the full knowledge they of it to say, everybody. No, this isn't the rule. And they probably don't, I don't, I don't know if they watch the commentary. Like I doubt there. they do. So that was, that was why at the end of the race, no one knew Max Verstappen was the champion. Right. Because they thought he was getting half points. And then right. the Claire got that penalty, but we'll get into that. I think we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we'll, ju- we're we've jump, already jumped way we, far ahead. But of we this had to explain the whole like time thing, and then the, sh- the the only the lap. So, anyways, you know, race restarts. We have like what I think it's like forty. We had like fifty the or forty some, some minutes, minutes left, left. I think. Yes, yeah, so we had we had a pretty good chunk of race left. So the at the restart, um, the stewards required that all the cars had to go into full wets. They started all in inters when they like first started the race at the beginning, beginning like at the yeah when it first got red flagged. So they required that everybody goes on wet tires, um, and they did a rolling start, which Noel hates. But <laughs> I understand. I understand. That's the why. thing. That's the thing about. That's one thing I do find interesting about wet races is the difference in tires. Yeah, because like the inter. If the inter will work, it's always better than the full wet. If yeah. it won't work, then it's you're gonna wreck. Exactly. So, so um, it's all or nothing. If it was a standing start, everyone would have gone onto inters no matter what because it, yeah. it's just it's just always gonna be that way. Right. So I, I understand why they did a rolling start for this one. I, I it would have been awesome if we got another red start because <laughs> right? I thought Esteban Ocon was gonna take the lead on the first start. Oh my god! Yeah, literally. No, that start, like, when I watched it, I was like, Ugh. like, they were, like, really slow coming off the line. I was like, oh, my God. I can't so, believe they even did it, honestly. Like, yeah. I totally, I wish we'd met for, I wish I remembered this at the start, but I, I was shocked that they were going for a standing start at all in the beginning. Yeah. So, that was pretty cool. Like I said, that one lap was all right. Um, but anyway, for the restart, yes, it was a rolling start. And um, so, yeah, they rolling started. Max was in first, so they they because they didn't complete, which we learned this from Silverstone. They didn't complete a full lap. They started the grid as originally as it was, so all the places that were really yeah, I'm pretty sure. I they didn't did. know that. If yeah, they did. They did. They're pretty sure. No, I think Sebastian Vettel started at the back. Uh, I think they, I think they. Then the commentators got that wrong too, because they were all like, they were all like, yeah, yeah, because we didn't complete a full lap. We know this from Silverstone. Like we're here to re- reshuffle the That's grid. That's way wrong because they did complete a full lap. They before the red flag. I think they were on lap two because oh, the, safety, they were two laps. the safety you had to car two the safety, laps. I think all you have to do is complete the first. Sector. That's what I thought. I thought that was the <laughs> rule from I the thought. British Grand Prix. <laughs> okay, this is. I don't think it's the. I don't think it's. I think it's you only have to complete. You have to pass like safety car line two or some shit. Okay, yeah, because when I was listening to them, I was like, none of this is two laps. I was like, what is it two laps? I was like, that's a lot. The two lap, the two, the, the two lap rule is like for it to count as a race. Oh, so, so that's like why I think if, they were. But they, they were talking about the 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 grid starting. Like when they were going to restart, they were like. When they all pulled into the pit lane, they were like, yeah, because we didn't complete two laps, like, we're going to have to restart the grid as it was at the beginning. And I was like, what? I don't know what's legal in Japan, but the commentators were, were on it. <laughs> they were on something. <laughs> they, were, they were sitting there for too many hours. Just they, All the blood just went to their butts. They just, like, lost it. Like, anyway, so, yeah, but no, scratch that. Forget that. Anyway, so we started again, and uh, start was pretty okay. Um, but immediately after we started, Sebastian Vettel and I think, 
Nicholas Latifi, Latifi they went immediately to injuries. I don't even think they made. I think they pitted before the race even technically restarted. Like yeah, they were on the they pit just lane, right which the is pit. the which was the strategy. I'm surprised not everyone did that. Yeah, like that. I mean, that's that's just what it. That's just what you do. Like that. That yeah. was. It was shocking to me that they both that. No one else did that. Yeah. But I guess, you know, they were in the back and the other teams were like, well, we're going to wait a lot. We're going we're gonna to see that. what the conditions are like. You know, my favorite my favorite sound is like, Lando, what are the conditions like? Uh, fucking wet. <laughs> like, <laughs> those are my favorite. That's my favorite. Uh, fucking whatever. But yeah, that that happened. And then we, uh, we raced for a bit. Um, and then we, people kind of realized, oh, fuck, we don't need these full wets. So they just, it was just like pit. It was, frenzy. yeah. It was like basically... Seb and Nicholas Latifi pitted on the before the race even restarted, and yeah. then the next time around, like everybody else pitted except for like Fernando Alonso, yeah, and a couple people. Mick Schumacher and Joe Guanyu stayed out for quite a while, yeah, they hoping did. to catch a safety car, yeah. And I'm kind of honestly surprised we didn't get one. But I know they, that's what um who was saying. I think the Haas team was saying that they were like hoping they were like because Mick was like, "Are we gonna pit?" And they were like, "No, we're, we're hoping for a safety car." And Mick was like in second. Like, he was just, like, running second at that moment. So they were just like, we're going to hold for a safety car. But fucking, of course, they weren't going to stay in that spot. Like, they were just they were just up there. Because, I mean, chance. the full wet is, like, overheats really quickly if it's not flooding, basically. Right. Like, so it was, if, if you can be on intermediates, you cannot be on full wets, basically. Yeah, it's, unless, all, it's unless one or the other. there's going to be a safety car. Uh, yeah, so, unfortunately, Mick Schumacher, I think, in particular, got bit pretty badly by that one i don't know yeah. he ended up finishing 17th and that's probably only because pierre gasly got that penalty so yeah joe guan Yu also finished 16th they i think they pitted twice too which will be a little bit later but um yeah, yeah. it's on i'm i'm surprised we did not get a safety car or anything because it yeah. still was raining decently it, was, it, heavy. it like, continued it to rain up. so i think it was just one of those things where i don't know they were just like i think what happened was like max was happened Basically took it and he just ran away with it. He was like twenty something. Yeah, no one else ahead. was ever going to win this race. Like he was just like so far ahead because I think what he was thinking was just like, eh, fuck it. Like this is just a throwaway race now because I'm not going to earn any type of points to win the championship. So I might as well just like race however I want to race. Like there's no there, there was no real strategy to this race to be like who's going to get in front, who's going to do it. Like it was just people just let's just get this over with and let's just race the next forty minutes and be done. Yeah, so I think that's how they were all thinking. So I think that's why it was like not. Not even in the question of, like, there was a few, like, I think it was, like, Lando Norris, uh, Charles Leclerc, like, a few of them were, like, can we pit? Like, where would we end up if we pitted? And they were, like, uh, you'd end up, like, P11. Fernando Alonso he did, pit, did that. And Joe Guan Yu did as well, and he got the fastest lap. So that's the one, I think that's the one thing that's super disappointing about this race yeah. is that it ended after 40 minutes because that, that I mean, there's, kept going. there's yeah. like, a, a typical F1 race is, like, an hour and a half. So yeah. had it kept going, we would have gotten got spicy. split strategies of do you pit for a new winter or do you stay out to yeah. see if that goes. But So that was disappointing for that. Yeah, and then that was basically the bulk of the race. I mean, there wasn't really anything else that... Perez and Leclerc well, had end, a pretty yeah. good fight for... For a second. That was... I thought that was really awesome, but that the only was. problem is it started with less than a minute left. Oh, in the my race. God. Literally, they were like... And I think the funny thing was, is that like once they got to the last lap, after they hit the checker flag, so many drivers did not let up. They were like, wait, is that it? Are you sure? Like, they're, they're racing here. They're like, yep, checker flag, checker flag. Like, that's it. And he's like, are you sh are you sure? They're not letting up behind me. Are you sure? Like, is that it? So I think a lot of the drivers didn't really know, like, oh, this is my last lap. So they were fighting, like, they were in the middle of a race. So, you know, you know, 
getting really close to each other, wheel wheel action, and Charles Leclerc, for some reason, just decided not to break at a corner and just went right off into a runoff area. Basically, went over the, the rumble only strips. mistake we saw. Yeah, the rain. It it's, went off on the rumble strips. I we barely saw it. Like yeah. they were like in that process of that happening. Gone, like. In the process of that happening, Max was finishing, so they were kind of like focused on that. And then all of a sudden, they were like, "Oh, Charles went over the rumble strips," and then he took the position back, which. As we know from many other experiences and from the whole fucking Abu Dhabi race last year, you got to give that shit back. So, but the way that it happened was, you know, it, it, they crossed the finish line and originally it was Max P1, Charles P2, and uh, Checo P3. But Charles Leclerc was gifted a five-second time penalty for um, overtaking uh, Sergio Perez off the track and then coming back on. So... That means Sergio Perez is now P2, which means Charles got less points, which means Max Verstappen became the world champion because of that. During the interview. They're During like, hey, the by the way, you're the world champion. Literally. So like they like there's a video of him in the cool down room. <laughs> Ow. Oh my God, you scared me, Kat. Forgot he was even I in forgot here. he was in here too. <laughs> I think he was going for my cord. That's why. Um But yeah, they in the cool down room, like I think one of the one of the F like one of the guys was like so champion he was like no no champion and then like a few seconds later they were like no you are and he's like i am are you sure yes i am like are you sure because that's when they like told charles they were like yeah charles like you're at your p3 so yeah so we did not get no exciting like screaming over the over the radio max verstappen you are champion didn't even look world. excited he's like Okay, it was the <laughs> weirdest they, weirdest celebration they, ever. They kept talking about that during the rain delay. They were like, Max Verstappen has to be the the calmest guy in, in the whole paddock right now. Like he's just like whatever, man. Like so, yeah, it was a really weird celebration. But um, we're done with that. Um, we're hoping that I think they said after Austin, most likely Red Bull is going to win the constructors at that point, just because they're like fucking two hundred odd points ahead of fucking Ferrari at this point. So it's like. This this may have been very disappointing, and I know a lot of people were very sad about it, and it was a very sad like ending to the World Drivers' Champion. But if you think about it a little bit, it's very similar, you know, the stark contrast to the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. You know, it was so exciting. It was the very last race, and oh my God, it was so exciting. He got it, and it was like the craziest thing we've ever seen. We're riding that high all this year. Controversial. Controversial is crazy. I think it's only fair that this driver's World Drivers' Championship ends on such a meh note and under some circumstances that it's like basically a rule book win it win because it's very similar to like in Star Wars when a Jedi dies. On the light side, a dark Jedi rises. You gotta so balance. There's you gotta, gotta balance, balance it That's out. That's how balancing the force works. You and gotta. That is how you gotta do it. We'll probably be talking about Mac, Max Verstappen's first two titles. We'll probably talk about him for the rest of time. Oh yeah, for very different reasons. For, they're they're so. I I think. I think I said it in an earlier episode, but I think this is his title, and I think he definitely deserves the hell out of this because he. There was no interference whatsoever when it comes to, you know, fucking Michael Massey or whatever. Like he raced everything that he could and he just did it. And he, he deserves this title championship. It's, I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, I'm sure Charles, you know, he, he fought for his life and he really was like trying to come back, but homeboy, you had like five more races left. And unless Max just decided to lay down in the middle of the fucking track, you, there was no shot that you were doing that, but I appreciate his fight because of course he's a competitor. So yeah, I think, uh, I think it's good. I'm excited to see how the next couple of races go because now we can just kind of like have fun. Like we don't really have to like worry too much about points and 
oh, who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Oh, we need to pay here. We need to do that. So I'm hoping to see some just some good quality racing now at this point. Max Verstappen doesn't even have to show up for the next four races. Doesn't matter. It doesn't. <laughs> he can just be like, fuck it. Goodbye. See you later. So. He worked hard in the beginning, and now he doesn't have to work off. for the rest of the season. So. See, Lewis? Take some notes. <laughs> I'm just saying, Lewis Hamilton would have won it last year if he would have just not won a few more races <laughs> at the beginning of the year. But no, he didn't. Anyways. So, yep, that's Max is the world champion. I, I don't really have anything else to say about that. Oh, Sergio Perez is P2 now in the world championship because of that. He's a point above Charles Leclerc. So that'll be fun. We'll see who gets the rest of the battle the best for of the second. Rest. Like, that'll be fun. If no Max Verstappen, this would be a crazy battle for the championship because yeah. I think George Russell's not. I mean, there it'd be battle, like four way battle for the championship. But yeah. no, Max Verstappen ruins everything. Of mm, course. I'm going to stop watching. Anyway, um, <laughs> Yeah, I think that's, that's – that's, let me just take a look at the results because I don't think there's anything else. We already talked about Gotifi. Yeah. Sebastian Vettel finished sixth after Woo-hoo! all that, which is good because he spun so out on the initial him. start. Yeah, Fernando Alonso was flying on the new intermediates, finished seventh. Esteban Ocon finished fourth, so they LP. jump ahead of McLaren in the constructors by 13 points. All that yeah. gain that McLaren got – Shot Singapore, right back down, yeah. Because they only got one point with Lando Norris. Mm-hmm. So that will be kind of fun to watch with the best of the rest, kind of see where they all fall at the end of the year. And Williams now has eight points. Only one more ninth uh, place, and they'll be at ten. Okay, Williams, we may have put our foot in our mouths a little bit. I did. I said they'd do it. I will put my – I will I will say I didn't. I did not say they would. So. I, do, I guess I don't remember if I said they I, – I don't remember. I don't remember <laughs> if I said it in the – recent when we looked back at some of those questions so yeah we'll see but mm, um so yeah that's the japanese grand prix up next is the united states grand prix yee and circuit of the americas and i say this with an all seriousness ha yee ha motherfucker we get to see daniel ricardo fucking shine his also I think this episode, unless Noel is like a god at editing, he'll get it out before Wednesday. Um, Wednesday, <laughs> it's like, maybe, we'll see. Um, Wednesday, October 12th, Daniel Ricardo is dropping a merch launch called Rick Rodeo, and it's all Western theme, Daniel Ricardo themed stuff, and I may have to cop one because they just look nice. So yeah, that was hopefully next year the Japanese Grand Prix will be a little bit more exciting, less rain. Um, I hope the rest of the races, we got what? We got Austin, and we got... Mexico, Brazil, Brazil, and Abu Dhabi. And Abu Dhabi. So we got at least three potentially good races left in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> so, Abu Dhabi. which I, given the fact that Michael Massey is no longer has a job, I don't think that <laughs> Abu Dhabi will be good. But no. who knows? Who I knows? mean, the for champ- one night and one night only, our race coordinator, what is it? Race director. Michael Massey has returned for the last Abu Dhabi race because none of it matters. <laughs> like, <laughs> that'd be great. Honestly, if they brought him back just for one race. All right, anything else? Nope. I think that's the Japanese Grand Prix. I think given what... I think I don't think it was too bad given what all happened. There's some yeah. interesting stories in there. I just, you know, wish it happened a little bit longer earlier and earlier. we had a full-size race. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's... That's it. That's this episode of Not On This Occasion. We will be back in two weeks for the United States Grand Prix. Yes. And tune in 
keep your notifications on so you know when we post next. But um, recheck that Spotify notification. I feel like Spotify un un unnotifies me. Like it unclicks the bell for me. I got so, notified for the last episode. So make sure you make sure you if you listen on Spotify that you you still got that bell click because I think that they're, bell. they're out they're out to get us because. I don't know if I want we to talk bring, shit about the queen. Yeah, I was just about to say, I was like, I don't know if I want to bring that one back. But, oh, no. um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Listening is what you do for a podcast. Yes, you don't no. watch a podcast. He did it, it only took 20 episodes for me to do it. All right, but, Lucky. <laughs> and that's, you and that's it. There you <laughs> go. That's all you need. Yep. So thank you for listening. Be sure to leave ratings for this. Um, do all that funky shit. Subscribe to us on YouTube because we need 500 and we're only at 12. So get um, us up there. Yeah, let's let's start shooting up there. We'll do a giveaway at 500 subscribers. I don't know what it'll be, but it'll be. I'm gonna give away my cats. Yeah, we'll give away pets. We'll give away liabilities. That you have to work. <laughs> Please take them. <laughs> so yeah, that is not on this occasion, and we will hear you next time. No. You will hear us next time. You will hear us on the next one. If you know where we are, you can look Share. at us in the window. <laughs> Come wave at us if you live in my like apartment they do complex. On the, like they do on the Today Show. Literally. Stand in the background. Just Bring a poster. We'll read it. We'll, we'll read, read it. it. be like, oh, there's one person. With one person with a poster just awkwardly standing out here for two hours. What's up, buddy? Well, you can't hear anything. The windows are closed. Yeah. Okay, bye. All right. That's it. Done.